With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. I am joined tonight just by Glenn. It's, Hello. It's just the two of us tonight. Uh, Captain Gary is unavailable, so we are soldiering on without him. Yep. Well, it'll be hard, but we'll we'll get there, I'm sure. <laughs> it's um it's been a uh, a big feud weeks, I suppose, for cricket, and unfortunately, the quality of what's happening on the field isn't really what we're all talking about. Um, no. Yep. Uh, well, big big problems over in, in India. Yep. Massive problems that are going to be far-reaching probably for the next couple of years, I'd imagine, but it's certainly shaken things up right this very minute. Um, we're also going to have a look at the Australian cricket contracts. For, mm. The central contracts have been released for this season, which has caused a bit of a stir. Yeah, only 17 of them, did you say? Yeah, 17, I believe. And yeah. um, there's some notable absentees that mm. uh, uh, are missing from that uh, that 17. So yeah. we'll go through the uh, the contract list and see what's going on there. And then um, it's been a it's been a tiring, uh, heart wrenching. Terrifying uh, couple of days for uh, for yeah. an ex cricketer, which we'll yeah. have a bit of a chat about as well. Stewie McGill, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, not had a good time of it lately. Poor Stu. No, he'll need to get some wine into him. I think. Oh, I imagine though. So, um, so all of that we will cover coming up right after this. God, straight down the throat of first slip. So the first thing we better get off our chest, I suppose, is have a look at the IPL. It's been the uh, the poster child for mm. domestic cricket. It's been twenty twenty, uh, the big show, really. Yeah, this yeah. is where all the big dollars are, are played. It's really um, it started a new trend with all of these franchise based things. It's driven a whole heap of money into the sport. It's made twenty twenty cricket 
quite prominent. There are certain members of, of the cricket fraternity that rate winning an IPL title as more difficult than winning a World Cup, just as the, the amount of talent that is involved yeah. in this IPL. Mm. And it has now been suspended. Mm. That's big. I mean, that's like the equivalent of... Uh... You know, suspending, I suppose, like your European Champions League in soccer or, I don't know, your World Series? Not quite, maybe, in baseball, but... Well, yeah, you yeah, certainly it's... on the lines of, like, the EPL or, you know, NBA and sort of that. And this, we haven't seen anything like this since, you know, COVID first started coming around. And mm. there's been such a massive, like, wave over in India it's and I think in Australia we haven't had sportsmen that we know of actually contract the virus um, and that's now occurred is that right well not I don't think any of our own sportsmen like we know of we've seen sportsmen contracted yeah. over in other sports yeah um, but this is the first one of our own that we would uh, yeah um, we've, we've seen contracted so uh, obviously there's been a, a quite a devastating uh, wave of COVID that has come through to be fair it was trending that way before the IPL started there were there were many people that were suggesting that you know it probably shouldn't have begun to begin with India was mm. tracking the wrong direction in the weeks leading up to the IPL but they've soldiered on they've played in a bubble they've played without any fans and yeah. the situation has just continued to escalate yeah. And it all came to a head when um, members of the Kolkata Knight Riders, including Pat Cummins, were placed in isolation yep. after players from that squad who were attending a hospital, I believe, just for yeah. routine scans, were exposed by a hospital worker, uh, brought it back. The whole squad had to go into isolation, and then not long after that, the uh, the powers that be at the BCCI have decided to put the brakes on and suspend the entire tournament. Okay, so... So Pat Cummins doesn't have the virus, is that right? No, he, he, he was to... placed into isolation, but he okay. was one of the players who was potentially exposed. Who, who could have? Okay, right, okay. Uh, of the of the Australians that have the virus, it is, um, it's Michael Hussey, batting coach. He right. is the one that is, has got it. Um, so it was Varun Chakravarthi and Sandeep Warrior, who were the players from Kolkata that tested... Yeah, uh, positive. Which place? I the remember entire... reading something about Sahar as well, the uh, Indian keeper. Uh, uh, as far as I know, that he he hasn't contracted it. May have right. may have been something that they were concerned that he has contracted it. But those are the two that that contracted it. They they breached the bubble, brought it into the into the playing bubble, which has then caused um, you know the cessation of of all play, and they've um, right put it. Uh, put a halt to all of these things and, and, and it's come yep. to a grinding halt which is going to have massive, massive repercussions for not only the BCCI but, but world cricket. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're now stuck there for quite a while. Yeah, so... Uh, now, our not... government's really being tough on, on keeping people over there. So so I'm not sure what uh, the the rules are around other nations but here in Australia our government has put a, a travel ban from all flights from India until at least the 15th of May. So it's leaving all Australians, not just the cricketers, but all Australians who are currently in India stranded there until they can sort out. Uh, and it's not because of what's happening in India, it's more of what's happening about the in the quarantining facilities here in Australia. But uh, you won't yeah. get into that here because it's causing quite a stir. Um, yeah. But basically all of the cricketers who are trying to get out aren't able to leave. So I believe that the Cricket Australia and the BCCI have worked to get the Australian contingent to uh, the Maldives, the Maldives, 
they're right. now waiting there until there's a travel ban. Obviously, being in isolation and okay, and, so that's that's worst case scenario. Um, they get a bit of a holiday in the um, <laughs> Michael Hussey has remained in India as he's not yeah. able to to travel, and I believe Dan Christian has remained in India only because he's trying to organise a way to get into the UK because he has a another. So he wants to play in the hundred. That, yes, I believe yeah. that's the case. So he's okay. trying to get be available to travel to the United Kingdom to play in the 100. So he's not coming home. He's going over there. Such is the life of the uh, T20 mercenary that <laughs> Dan is, is. He is the modern, you know, the modern uh, T, uh, yeah, T20 mercenary. That's Great guy. I Love mean, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I suppose some people play hard and some people play smart and get paid a lot of money. Um <laughs> So it's not just uh, players, though. There's obviously uh, coaching staff. Michael Hussey is a guy that's uh, contracted. Ricky Ponting's over there. We've also got quite a number of Australians who are involved in the broadcast. You know, Brett Lee, Michael Slater, people like that. So right. I believe there's around about 40 Australians involved in the IPL that are that uh, are unable to come home, uh, which has caused quite a big stir. Uh, Michael Slater has been quite vocal on social yeah, media I've seen, uh, seen a with, few of his. with our government in terms of the the treatment of um, flats getting on the soapbox, um, yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, and yeah. so, I've uh, I'm on in two places with this. Uh, I do believe that um, initially, uh, Scott Morrison's comments were that uh, they weren't the repatriation flights, so the ones that the government were paying for to get people home. Um, they weren't going to prioritise uh, anyone involved in the IPL. They knew the situation was going over there. They've been there um, much early or much later in the piece than other people, so they could see the situation turning south, and they still went anyway. Yeah. So they would be evacuating other people from India to Australia before mm. those cricketers, and there was a bit yeah. of up in arms about that. And I'm like, and that's that's pretty fair. I mean, most of the people that have gone over there for the IPL are earning quite a bit of cash. Yeah, a lot of them are on on contract for, you know, one of the players, as we will mention later on, about who are under the contract of of the Australian cricket. Well, not only that too, but they're also earning quite a substantial amount of money from their IPL franchises. And I mean, even people like uh, Ponting and Hussey, uh, who Mm. are coaching, and uh, you know Slater and Lee, who are are commentating, they'd be getting paid quite a substantial amount. I I suppose the... uh, They have resources at their disposal. Yeah, yeah. So if they wanted to organise their own private travel back, they'd be able to, unlike some of the poor people over there that keep having to fork out money for flights that then get cancelled, can't get refunds, and they're stuck. I can understand that, you know, you guys knew what was going on. Um, if there's space, we'll get you out. But if there's not space, yeah. we're not going to put you first. And I think that's yeah. fair. I suppose the counter-argument is with the amount of money that gets thrown at these players by these uh, uh, high-profile signs that they've got over in the IPL, if you take a stand and say, look, I'm going to go back on my contract, that might put a black mark against you as a player. Well, The, the flip side that I think that where most people, most of the cricketers are... Upset about, and it's because there's the, there's two there's two sides of the media um, in Australia. One side of the media has been sort of sympathetic to the cricketers, and they're showing you know pictures of David Warner's kids handwriting notes, hoping that Dad gets home safe, and they miss him, and you know sort of painting the government in a bad light for not letting them come home. And the other side of the media is just attacking the cricketers and making them out to be 
greedy criminals for going over there when I think mm. that most of the time they're misinterpreting what Slater's upset about. Slater's not upset about the fact that they won't prioritise him to get home. He's upset that they've banned travel to Australia because Australia's quarantine facilities aren't up to scratch, which is ridiculous. Like, what, how are our quarantine facilities not up to scratch? Why mm. Why are we not... Like, we were like flying... Like, Helto... Crawl, we crawl, were flying people home from China at the at yeah. the very beginning of this thing, and now we're not going to like fly them over and shove them somewhere well, out of the way for two weeks. We've had sure two flying. or three breaches, and, and one major breach which set Melbourne back for what another three months mm. in addition to. But what, like, everyone else. why? Why is this still a thing? But we're not going to we're not going to dwell on the COVID <laughs> yeah, the COVID angle too much because <laughs> we could be here. Get sucked into that. We could be here forever. But I think that's yeah. where a lot of people are misinterpreting because the majority from the media that I've seen, most of the people are just, well, you knew what you're getting into. Serves you right for going to India. Tough luck, you know, chasing the dollars and all stuff. And I think they're missing the point of what Slater's upset about. It's not yeah. that. It's it's not the. Um, you're not you're not rushing us home. Or you're not paying for us to get home. We deserve to be given free flights like everyone else. That's not what he's saying. He just wants to be able to come home. Yeah. And at the moment, the government said no to everyone for because their quarantining's up. Like, how many mistakes do we need to make before we get that right? Mm. So, um, so, like yeah. you said, we've had so many breaches. Like, why have we not put better protocols in? So, apparently now the protocols for overseas travellers when there's potential outbreaks is just to not let Australians come home. That's that's how mm. we fix the problem. Yeah, we've right. stuffed we've stuffed up quarantine and it's set Melbourne back and it's set Sydney back and so the way we fix this problem, yeah, our COVID quarantine plan to fix this so Australians can come home from COVID affected nations and repatriate them yeah. is to not let them come. <laughs> someone else's problem so that, that's the way we just don't <laughs> let him in and it's fine which is silly um yeah. uh, in terms of looking at it from a, a cricket perspective so obviously this is this is can the ipl in, yeah. in india there is plans on they're talking about maybe trying to restart the competition a little bit later in the year but then you've got like things like the hundred and things like and, and things yeah. like that um there's already the ipl was clashing with a test series um, yeah. With England, you yeah. know, there's all it's there's, it's a pretty packed international schedule. So depending on on that, if they're going to be able to get it back in, and yeah. then one thing I've got to look at is you know using America as a as a bit of a a measuring stick. This is an incredibly industrialized country yeah. um, with lots of money at its disposal, lots of resources at its disposal, and at your best guess, you're probably looking at what, another year, 18 months before America gets its COVID situation? Mm. Remote, not, just under control, I mean, I, not better, but just under control. And when you look yeah. at India, which is, what, four times the population in one-tenth of the space, yeah. and, and without being disrespectful to India, there's quite a lot of you know parts you would consider to be in poverty yeah. over in India. Like, there's some very, very wealthy and affluent areas, but overall, you'd be saying that there are a lot of parts of this country that sort of trend towards more closely to a third world nation than an industrialised Western power. Mm. And if it's going to take an, a fully industrialised Western power with lots of money at its disposal, you know, two, three years to get this under control, it could take India. Yeah. Given its financial situation, no. given its population density, give, mm. all that, it could take them... The better part of it could take them ten years. This we could be looking at India's '09 Pakistan moment, where mm. which means that 
international cricket just can't be played in India for the better part of a decade. I mean, mm. if if Cricket Australia is, is not going to go to South Africa because of what's happened, there's no way that they can go to India. Yeah. For tours now, India is going to have to take their home tours to the UAE and places like that. Mm. If you're looking at it Which in the is, short term. It, yeah, I mean, the, financially, the game will, will take a hit in that way. Although, I know that Test cricket still doesn't do that well in uh, in India, but the uh, the hit it would take for the limited overs and the twenties mm. would be considerable. You'd have to imagine it'd still they'd still be able to market it quite well in terms of its TV rights deal because it'd still be a, a big demand for for televised mm. cricket in India. But it's going to be a a, a a massive shake up to not only Indian cricket but world cricket. Like this, this could really dent. The Indian stranglehold over the the finances of the game. This could be huge for, like, I'm pretty sure the I'd have to look it up, but the the Pakistan cricket board says it costs them millions of dollars to be able to host all of these things at in yeah. the UAE. So like, it wasn't a yeah. like they weren't getting much revenue from this because the costs were exorbitant to have these games in the UAE. Yeah. So India's then got to cover these costs of. Taking everything, everything's on the road for them. It's it it could be immensely damaging. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose you don't know. Also, um, comparing it to the US, they they haven't really done a great job at their COVID no. response. No, they co- uh. like. <laughs> I think there's a lot of ideological things that have hampered their their COVID response. Yeah. But but again, I don't want to dra- drag on too much. If we're no. not a, we're not a COVID no, a experts podcast. or a political thing like that. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, if you're looking at America, they they're they're still a mess with COVID. I mean, England was has taken a long time to to get theirs under control, and and India has got such a, a, a just an immense population that's packed into such a small area. When you look at some of these nations, I mean, yeah. America yeah. is so vast when it's compared it's got 350 million people spread out over a landmass that's that rivals the side of australia yeah. india's got a billion people that rivals us in a land that rivals maybe. the size of new south wales yeah um, maybe new south wales maybe a bit less so <laughs> it's just there's yeah. so many people packed into such a small space and we know that's how viruses tend to that's the environment mm. viruses tend to thrive in so yeah well they're not having a lot of trouble in Broken Hill I can tell you <laughs> well even out here we're only yeah. we're, we're two hours from from Sydney which is the well two and a half hours from Sydney which is yeah. the biggest population centre in Australia and yeah. we had three cases right at the outbreak yeah um, and that was so by April last year was yeah. the last time that we got anything close, resembling COVID yeah. out this way. So I mean, out here you can kind of forget that it's a thing. Yeah. You know, like I, I kind of got on a, a plane recently to go from Sydney to Melbourne. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, masks. Masks oh, this and is, stuff are required. This is a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this could have, you know, extrapolating that to, to, to India, I, I certainly hope for everyone over there because it's... Um, it's extracting such a toll, not only in, in in a cricketing sense, but in a life sense. There's so many people losing their lives that it's it's something that is handled very quickly, and we get out, and you know, and India can move past it. But from all looking at all these things, it's it's realistically probably not. It's probably going to be a problem that mm. India are faced with for a long period of time. Yeah. Well, this could mean yeah that India people people in India don't see cricket, international cricket over there for. 
yeah. for quite a while. I mean, uh, I can't imagine they're going to have the IPL over there, especially when you're looking at governments putting bans on players coming back from the IPL. If they go over there and something like that happens again, I mean, mm. I know that it's lucrative, but if you're someone like Ben Stokes or Joffre Archer or Pat Cummins... Steve Smith, who are already on pretty good wickets in terms of the money they're getting in, they don't need to play this game for the money. Yeah, they could be sitting there thinking, "Is it really worth the hassle? Do I really want to get over there and risk getting stuck if it's going to be in India?" So, yeah. and they'll be aware of that too. So they'll be wanting to make sure they're still getting the best talent. And by getting the best talent, means they need to move it to another nation. Then that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I can't see cricket boards in good conscience taking tours to India in the current like in mm. the current state of things we wouldn't be taking a tour to India so um, England won't go Australia won't go places like that if in the current lands current environment in India so yeah. that's crippling to their to their international game so it, it, we really could be looking at mm. something resembling the the 09 incident between Pakistan and Sri Lanka obviously a, a different in terms of what it yeah. actually was, but I the, mean, the, the end result being that it's no longer deemed safe for international travel and yeah. and cricket is then no it'll, longer played. play out in a different way, though. I, I don't think... I mean, there would be your fanatical uh, cricket fans in Pakistan, but there just doesn't seem to be as, as big a mass of them as, as in India. I think in India, you know, they'll find a way to worship cricket and they'll... they'll oh, absolutely. Yeah. And in, in the modern era, there, there's so many ways to access cricket remotely in terms of being able to stream it and watch it on television and things like that. But, but you're just talking about the... Uh, actually going and playing the, tests yeah. and having that in India, games in India. Like, mm. I, I think it, it could be several years before um, Indian cricket fans see international cricket Yeah. in... Um, in their yeah. home soil, on their home soil, mm. uh, unless the the COVID situation is promptly resolved. I mean, how can honestly, how could any of the boards at the moment, in good conscience, be sending their players, yeah, to tour India in the current environment? So unless things turn around quite soon, I can't see there being any mm. and any games. And the way that this the the country's responses have 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 trended since COVID began is it's been something that's taken. And uh, taken a while for to take effect. You're, you're looking at even the the simplest of precautions. If we implemented them today, you're looking at two to three weeks before you even see if those precautions have had any effect. Hmm. With the so it's it's a it's a virus that takes quite a long time to rein in, and yeah, it could be it could be right. devastating for yeah the, the the makeup of world cricket. I guess there's there's no guessing how it'll play out. So. I guess we'll find out. One of those ones where we've got to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it, as we record this, it is the 7th of May in Australia. So we're still looking at another week before any of these international cricketers can get home. So uh, luckily, the, the B, and from all reports, the BCCI has been working tirelessly with the Indian government and wherever they need to to make sure that the players that have come over to the IPL are kept safe, kept isolated, and... Um, find the easiest travel out of the country so uh, everyone involved is doing the best they can to make sure that um, everyone is safe yep. so we here at Two Slips in the Gully hope that not only not only the cricketers but all of the uh, Indian people um, can stay as safe as possible and hopefully get through this time yep. as soon as they can yes um. 
get the masks on, I guess. <laughs> it seems like feeble advice right now. Um, I'm sure there's many, many people uh, getting it under control. Many uh, medical professionals. Many wheels are turning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, for for cricket's sake, uh, hopefully that uh, we can get some an answer to what's happening with the with the IPL for this season and figure out what's going on, um, and then a, an action plan for it to for it to, to happen in the future. I mean, we're not we're the first to say that we're not particularly big fans of the IPL. We haven't really in its oh. fourteen years of existence. We'd have to oh, say our interest in it is yeah, fleeting think, at best. Yeah, my my interest in the IPL peaked. Uh, in the first or second one, when Shane Warne was still playing in it. Um, and Simons was there. Yes, yeah, Simons is there. And for some reason, it was always on when I'd come home drunk on a Saturday night at about 1am. <laughs> on and Channel 10. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, it was on, the, on Channel 10. And you'd just be like, yep, I'm into this. I go for the Night Riders. And then the Night Riders kind of sucked, I think. Well, Pont- that was Ponting's team, so that was my, my favourite <laughs> yeah, team. And the yeah. Delhi Daredevils, because McGrath was opened up in that one. So yeah, those, yeah, are my, yeah. those are my two. Yeah, that was, that was when my interest in the IPL peaked, to be honest. But even with our fleeting interest in the IPL, we're yeah. not going to deny what a boom it has been for world cricket everywhere. So, yeah, um, exactly. Um, as much as we, I, I hate the fact that it, it is so lucrative that it is um, affecting the importance of international cricket. Like, I would be absolutely appalled with um, what's transpired between the England test team and their IPL players, where it's basically, yeah, we're not going to make it back in time if we make the finals, so you just have to play the first test without me. I'm disgusted at that, but that's neither here nor there. It has been a, a... a massive money earner. Someone must like cricket. it. <laughs> um, uh, the popularity of the IPL and T20 cricket in general is allowing the game to grow globally. So yeah. it is very much being the flagship of this domestic uh, T20 cricket. It's yeah. important that it finds its feet uh, as soon as it can and uh, we can keep the, the the very best of the best playing in this, in this format and really mm. help the game grow internationally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like with with the BBL, you tend to not have. Uh, well, our international players don't play it because it it it, um, it clashes with clashes their summer, with so their we... summer. But yeah, your, your IPL is the best players playing T uh, Twenty against each other. Yeah, well, over yeah. the course of a decade, it is basically. Uh, admittedly, that it's such a big money earner for the BCCI. We all know the BCCI has such a sway with the rules of the international cricket that it's it's carved itself out at its own niche in the like in the international schedule it's no longer like the the, the big bash or the anything like that it's where if you're got an international game on you don't play the big bash this the international schedule now works yeah. its way around the IPL which i think is <laughs> I think yeah. it's ridiculous, but yeah. that's that's the, the that's, that's the reality we live in. That's how big it is that in yeah. the space of a decade, it is now moving international teams aside. So yeah, um, and, and like and it's it's massive for people like um, Rashid Khan and Mujibur Rahman and 
you know, people like that yeah. from, from nations that aren't as wealthy as you know, yeah, and Australia, and like England, and India. And we've discussed before it. It's uh, allowing um, avenues into the international game that were not necessarily available for your, um, you know, more working class Indian players. Mm. Um, well, not necessarily Indian players. I mean, it's it's allowing exposure to like there was two Nepalese players in the Big yeah. Bash. Yeah. So the, the 2020 format is um, allowing more cricketers from more countries to play, get more international yeah. exposure. And as it, much as I I um, I like the idea of some scout going to Nepal from like the Sydney Thunder <laughs> and just going, yeah, you Sandeep. I've seen you play down at the local village and I think you can play for my team back in Australia. That would be amazing, but that's not how it happened. He must have played in one of the other um, T20 well, tournaments. I, I would imagine what it is is because the T20 format is so easy to play that there has been a, a Nepalese comp- uh, competition. Those players from that have been then picked to play in Nepal, who are an associate nation, and then yep. Nepal has played in various international tournaments against like Hong Kong and the United States yep. and Afghanistan, and he's been scouted through mm. international cricket, <laughs> which has then well, led him into franchise yeah. cricket. Some scouts still, you know. And then still. there's the, also the under-19s World Cup and places like that, which will uh, allow... Yeah, all these players to be so. Yes, of while, while we're very much Test cricket purists, and uh, um, given the choice, we would yeah only watch Test cricket if we had to choose between one format. Yeah, we're we're not pig-headed enough to to dismiss the importance of T Twenty and no, how it's a system. No one competition grow. is all evil. I think <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the moral of the story. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Christmas is a mixed blessing. The commercialism of Christmas is a mixed blessing. <laughs> the other story we wanted to cover today was the Australian men's contract list for 2021-2022 has been released, and it's been quite a shake-up. Not only have the number of players been reduced down to 17, which is... Mm. Uh, quite a bit less, I believe it was 25 last time. Yeah. There's also been a couple of notable names that have missed out. So uh, we'll start yeah. off by reading out the list. So it starts off, it's in alphabetical order. Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, Pat Cummins, Aaron Finch, Cameron Green, Josh Hazelwood, Marnus Labashane, Nathan Lyon, Glenn Maxwell, Tim Payne, James Pattinson, Jai Richardson, Kane Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, David Warner and Adam Zampa. Mm. makes up the list of players. Yeah, so that is short. I mean, this is considering all three formats. All three formats. So these are the guys that Cricket Australia uh, are paying a wage to, regardless of how many games they play. This is what mm. they're, who they're paying a wage to. So obviously anyone who's not on that list that plays, for, obviously because we're, we're not going to go through all three yeah. formats with only these players. We'll have other players that come in. Yeah. Um, they'll get paid match payments and things like that. But these are the ones that Cricket Australia has... Has left out. So some notable names that didn't make that. Uh, so uh, Mitchell Marsh, which we're not too upset about. He hasn't no. made it. He's been the darling Doesn't child. Doesn't deserve it. Doesn't deserve it. Um, Matthew Wade, who has been a test player. Yeah. I mean, it. in the last 11, he was named. Um, Will Bukowski, recently started for Australia. Yep. Hasn't been named. Marcus okay. Harris, hasn't been named. Yep. Uh, Joe Burns, 
hasn't got his spot. Marcus Stoinis, who played both formats for Australia, both limited overs formats for Australia, mm. wasn't picked in there. Oh. And um, Travis Head, who I think is a, yep. a pretty telling sign that... Um, They've moved he, on a, a little bit, at well, least. A little bit. I, would, I think he's probably not making it to... Um, uh, South Africa. I mean, if he hasn't made the, the test squad, yeah, uh, the sort of the contract list, you'd have to imagine that they're probably not rushing him into the test squad. So, they're, well, well, that's, I don't that's think he's two middle order players that they've left out of, of our test side. I mean, they've left out of the test uh, the contract list. Or when you're looking at guys like Will Bukowski, who hasn't made it either. Um, yeah. So uh, it's certainly not a the writing on the wall for Travis Head. I mean, he's had an incredibly impressive domestic. Season, um, but again, he hasn't had a chance really to improve on some of the things that he obviously was lacking in the international arena. But yeah, um, I mean, it, he did have a yeah, he had a successful year with with the Redbacks, even though they they didn't win a game, did they? No, but he no. did score a lot of runs. He was yeah. by far and away one of the better bats, but along with Cameron Green. Yeah. Um, I just think, yeah, if he's not on the contract list, it's probably a, a saying that you know he's not set in stone. Um, obviously, he didn't play in the last test for Australia, and mm. uh, on his way, he was on the outside looking There's, in. So there, there he's are got some work to do. People in that list that are a bit surprising, I have to say. I mean, like James Pattinson, you know, like he's a great player, no doubt. And Pattinson's but, on the list. Oh, he's sorry, he was. He was on the list. Pattinson. Um, and. What I mean, what format is he currently playing for Australia in? He's, yeah, he's always a, broken. That's a, well, he's not really. He's on the yeah. outside looking in because of the yeah. um, our pace battery. I mean, this has got uh, this season will include. Well, it was going to include a T Twenty World Cup in India, which I don't think it will. It'll include a T Twenty World Cup, possibly in the UAE, possibly maybe even here since we're owed one. Yeah, um, and a home Ashes series. Yeah. Uh, so there's some big things there, but yeah, you're right. James Pattinson a bit of a is, is a bit of an odd one because he just he's on the outside looking in on quite a number of formats. I mean, he doesn't really make it to most limited overs squads. He's on the outside looking into yeah. um, on in test squads. So I'm a bit surprised that he has a he's got yeah, there I mean, ahead like, of some other players. Sure, I mean you, you don't forget about him, but do you really put him on a central contract? But um, um, there's not yeah. too. I don't think there's really any other than Tim Payne, who's the the Test captain, and he's always going to get a, a national contract. Yeah. There's no one. There's no one format. Um, players. Players. They're all playing multiple formats. Ashton Agar will play both yeah. limited overs formats. Alex Carey limited will overs. play limited overs. Pat Cummins will play all three. Aaron Finch will play both limited overs ones. Yeah. Cameron Green's got himself in the running to be a, a three format player. Yeah, Hazelwood will play uh, Tests and One Dayers, and probably on the outside looking in, but not. Uh, yeah, plus he's a is a roll up for the Tests. Yeah, and he's like, one of the best Test bowlers in the world. Marcus yeah. Labuschagne could, could play all three formats. Nathan Lyon, oh, I suppose Nathan Lyon is another one, but he's also you know the, the best spinner Australia's had since Shane Warne. He's yeah, you know he's taken four hundred wicket, and he'll be um, mm. he'll be one of those as well. Glenn yeah. Maxwell. Uh, we'll play both limited overs formats. James Pattinson, like we said, is a little bit of a not sure what's going on there, yeah. but uh, he always seems to be the next guy in for the test side. Yeah, uh, I suppose so. Jai yeah. Richardson and Kane Richardson, they'll play both limited overs formats, and potentially Jai could find himself looking at a test recall with the way that Mitchell Stark's been playing. Yeah. Uh, Steve Smith will play all three. Mitchell Stark, if fit and 
in form would play all three. Yeah. David Warner would play all three, and Adam Zampa would play um, both limited overs format. So they yeah. they've gone for a smaller a smaller playing group, but there's not really any format specialists. They're all they can all chip in and yeah and 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 play. I mean, I, I think just having a look there, they've all made other than Kane Richardson and Alex Carey. Yeah. Have all played Test cricket. Oh, Adam Zamp and Adam Zampa, sorry. So mm. those guys everyone else has played Test has has played all three formats mm. at some point for Australia. So not, not a lot of young players on there. I mean there's only Cameron Green. He'd be the outlier as um, far as Jai Richardson's pretty young as well. Yeah, true. Um Ashton yeah. Agar I wouldn't say is Old, he's certainly on the younger side. <laughs> he's just been around. For, well, he was so eighteen. Long. Wasn't eighteen when he started? I think that's yeah. where we. So he's only be 23, 24 now. Yeah. Um, so that's where we get a little bit lost. Where we think that Agar is this player that's been around for a while, so he must be yeah. a little bit long in the tooth. But he's still pretty young. Yeah. Um, Justin Langer has gone on to say that the um, they've deliberately um, reduced the amount of players. To, to bring envir- a more competitive environment where they want players to be not resting on their laurels and consistently striving for strong domestic and international um, success so they don't yeah. end up losing their spots. I mean, that's, that's got to work twofold, though. You, you've, got to, you've got to look at your domestic results and your domestic uh, stats and, and go off them if, you, if you're going to say that you've got to be competitive and make every post a winner. This is the year for Michael Nessa. He's gonna, he's gonna do it. Well, I would say, looking <laughs> at the contract list, that you'd have to say that um, Pattinson's got his nose in front to be that guy that replaces yeah. Mitchell Stark. Should he? He's like, we've, we've talked about it for the last few weeks now. Basically, yeah. since the Indian series, that Mitchell Stark is that guy that's on the bubble yeah. um, of being of being replaced as a as a bowler in the in the current lineup. Um, yeah. Not saying that he's out at the moment, but. Uh, yeah. He's certainly he'd be the one that's on the shakiest ground, and by Pattinson being included in the yeah in the, um, but the contract list, Pattinson's not a young man either now. So. No, uh, but Le- Nice is not exactly a no, no. Um, you know a spring, spring chicken, chicken either. He's yeah. um, they've both been around for a while, but yeah. I would say that in the sense that um, he's got a, a national contract and and Nice Pattinson's got a national contract, and Nisa doesn't. That he's probably the guy that yeah. they'd be looking at to push in, which. Yeah. You know, to be fair, Whether it's James the right Pattinson hasn't played a lot of cricket. Nisa has been dominating at state level. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you feel off- like there, there should be an acknowledgement of uh, how well Queensland played in the uh, Sheffield yeah, well, Shield. He's helped his team win a, um, a Sheffield Shield final. So, yeah. I mean, not just him, but there's there's been a few come through that team. They've got a good culture up there. So 17 is the minimum amount of contracts that Cricket Australia can award. And I would have to say, while none of them have said it directly, um, you have to imagine that COVID impacting the bottom line of the um, Cricket Australia has probably played a part in maybe some cost-cutting measures. Um, They're stinging us. um, They're stinging the players. They're they're coming out and saying that it's, you know, competitive environment and blah, 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 blah. But you'd have to think that, you know, 17 is the the minimum that they can offer and 17 is what they've offered. So I get that it's, Mm. um, you know, uh, to create a competitive environment, but they've somehow decided that the 
optimum competitive environment is the least amount of contracts they can give out. I think it goes a little bit hand in hand there that um, yeah. that might be the case. That yes, that pinching the pennies. They're, 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 yeah. You know, and it's it's silly to suggest that um, they should be doing otherwise. I mean, COVID has caused burnt holes in many a pocket for mm. in for for many businesses. And international sport is no different. Um, yeah, it's a. While I'm sure there's players that are on the outside looking in that, you know, we're probably expecting to have, you know, a paycheck coming from Cricket Australia. I think Marcus Stoinis is a person who would. Um, to be fair, I know there's a lot of a lot of confusion around why Travis Head wasn't offered one, yeah. um, but I think the person who's should feel most aggrieved would be Marcus Stoinis. This guy's been mm-hmm. the form all rounder for our limited overside for the last few years now, um, in and about that side. He's regularly been picked in the 11s. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and giving one to Zamps, it's it's like taking yeah, you Terry can't, and not Sherry. You, you, know? can't, like, you can't split them up. Not <laughs> not Stoins and Zamps. Like they're, right, they're, yeah. they're only two steps away from having their own sitcom. <laughs> I'd um, watch it. I'd, I'd watch, watch it. it too. <laughs> uh, we saw the test on Amazon. Get yeah. in their own Netflix series. Oh, no, That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but like I yeah, said, so it's not the end. We're obviously not going to run the 12 months with only 17 players. Like we've got a yeah. world, a T20, a T20 World Cup coming up. We're going to take more than 17 people to the World Cup. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, or, 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 or even if we, we, even if we only take 17, we're not taking Payne. We're not taking Nathan Lyon. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be players come in. There will be opportunities for people to come in on their side. And they've said regularly all the time, um, obviously I think it's sort of the consolation statements for people, for players like Kawaja and like guys like that who miss out that um, just because yeah. you're not on the central contracts doesn't mean that you yeah. can't play for Australia. And I think in this case well, it's mean, yeah. more prevalent than ever because they've offered the minimum you know, mm. competitive environment slash cost-cutting. They're yeah. going to have to then pick other players to, to fill gaps. So um, you're definitely not on the outside looking in yeah. as an Australian ah. representative yeah. this year. Even though you're not being paid by Australia, there's still plenty of avenues into that side. I'm, I'm sure Storm will do fine. He'll do fine on the open market, just not in the IPL. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the IPL is probably not going to be the uh, cash cow that he imagined yeah. it would be. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I imagine that Stoinis will be picked in most of the limited over squads that um, we end yeah. up playing over the course of this this twelve months. So yeah, he he shouldn't need to worry too much um yeah guys like philippi as well i mean i don't think he deserves a national contract but he's a guy i think that'll play they're looking at him yeah you can yeah. tell they're looking at him and he looked good for that uh those t20 games against new zealand um mm. so he's going to be a guy that's in there uh, you know mitch marsh is loved and adored by the australian setup so i'm sure if he's fit and healthy he'll probably get yeah, more attention probably have than to he talk, probably deserves. Talk josh inglis as well i mean there's a lot of uh wa contingent saying that that Josh has gone past Philippi a little bit in that way. I I, I tend to agree. Philippi uh, Philippi cashes in a lot uh, in the Big Bash. Well, obviously yeah. where there's lots of people paying attention, but um, Inglis's domestic um, shield numbers and Marsh Cup numbers, so the fifty over game, were very yeah. impressive. So mm. um, I I'd have him behind Kerry. As yeah. the person to bring into the test side as well, like I wouldn't mind 
seeing him extend. He's a guy I think could bat in the, in the middle, yeah, lower middle we, order. We may even we may like even a Gilchrist skip, a, skip a generation of keepers if if that makes sense. You know, we had sort of Gilchrist and and Haddon was the heir apparent, even though he was, um, you know, in the twilight of his career when he, he got in. We might skip Alex Carey, who's been the obvious next next cab off the rank for a while. I don't know if he will. I, 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 in all honesty, I think that Tim Payne probably plays until in the New Year's test. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here and then, then, then that's it. I mean... Yeah, you're still, you're still really, happy to, to let him name it or do you... Do you have to tap him on the shoulder at one point? Well, see, the thing is, see, I think you're only going one of two. Like, it's going to go the same way no matter what happens. If we win the Ashes, he's retained the Ashes in England, won them at home. Yeah. So, you know, regain the Ashes in England, I should say, sorry. Yeah. Retain them at home. Yeah. Um, there's people knocking on the door. Yeah. What better way to retire after just the debacle yeah. that's come into the That'll summer. be the redemption from the, um, from the Gavaskar... Uh, yeah. trophies, the, the uh, border Gavaskar trophy. He go, he goes out on a high. Everyone loves him. He's just won the Ashes. Great. Yeah. He loses the Ashes. In his reign as captain, he has lost to India twice at home yeah. and lost at home Ashes series, which we've only done once since yeah. the early 80s, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, and the captain of that series uh, was stood down. Yeah. Which was Ricky Ponting. Yeah. So I don't see I don't it doesn't matter which way it goes, if if we lose the ashes, Payne's gotta go as captain. Yeah. You've got to he's definitely heads not have as got as Ponting. So no. if, if they can sack Ponting, they can sack Payne. So if um yeah, yeah, if we lose the ashes then some heads have got to roll and some things need to be done because that's three prominent home test series that we have lost. Yeah. Um in a row. Absolutely. Uh so heads will roll and Payne won't be captain after that. If we win the Ashes, what better way to see yourself out? So I, I would like I'm not. If we win the Ashes and he wants to play on and his form's good enough, I'm all for it. I'm a big fan of Tim Payne. I remember when he was first came out in early 2010s, he scored he a nine, ninety odd at Mahali, and I thought yeah. this guy could play a hundred yeah. Tests for Australia and potentially captain it one day. And yeah, that, that was, Michael Clark haircut. Yeah, that was ten years ago. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm all for him getting. Yeah. A chance to get as much done considering so much of his career was robbed via injury. So if he if he win the ashes and he's playing well and he's like, you know what? I, my form is good enough to hold my spot on the side, I'm all for him playing on. But in all honesty, as far as you know, um yeah. sporting fairy tales, you don't sort of get one much better than that. Um yeah. and what better way to go out on? So yeah. but if he wants to keep playing all the power to him, play on until you Get you get tapped on the shoulder, but mm. I would be I would be surprised if Tim doesn't sort of see that and go, you know what, that's done my job. Mm. Of you know, one two Ashes series, you know. yeah. And in which Don't, case, getting back to the initial point, Alex Carey's ready to go. Alex Carey's ready to the go. The other two guys I still got some development to go. See, Payne if Payne retires at the end of this summer, I can't see them. Even though Alex Carey is. I think he's late twenties or turned thirty. So, yeah. um, if we went from Gilchrist to Haddon, who was in a similar sort of boat, I can't see them jumping yeah. Kerry, who's such an obvious heir apparent. Um, yeah. If they did, I would have to imagine as as talented he'll, as Philippi is, yeah. 
they'd have to go to Inglis if I was going to go to anyone else other than Alex Carey to keep for Australia at the moment. Yeah. I'd go um, mm. Josh Inglis. Though the other yeah. side of things that I could see happening as well um, as a quieter side is potentially playing Alex Carey in the middle order, maybe bat him at, at five mm. as a specialist batsman and bring Inglis in as your wicketkeeper once Payne yeah. decides to... Because uh, they've, 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 they've talked a lot about um, Alex Carey's leadership. I mean, Carey is um, vice-captain vice captain at, at various on. points, um, looks to be a, a pretty well-together-put you know, cricketer, good cricketing brain, obviously rate his leadership potential. They may not want to have another wicketkeeper captain. Yeah. I mean, they were forced into it because Payne was the wicketkeeper. Yeah. Um, and so they weren't going to then pick another keeper because Payne probably wasn't a good enough batsman to bat in the top six on his own. Yeah. Carey, from all things, looks like he could be good enough to bat in the top six on his own because yeah. they didn't want to burden him with wicket-keeping. They could go that route and bring Alex Carey into the side as a batsman. Mm. Payne might play maybe an extra year if he feels like it, if he gets through the ashes unscathed. Carey gets himself entrenched into the side. We see how things go. Could end up being yeah. there. As a batsman only, and then you go to one of these young guys like Inglis or Philippi and get them exposed yeah. to international cricket early. Because yeah. I think that's something that um, look, we've had such a, a staggering depth of Richards in the past that um, we've let really talented players fester in shield cricket for so long okay. and never getting a crack. Whereas I think when you've got players as talented as Philippi and Inglis and those guys are, you yeah. might need to shuffle the decks a bit to get them all into the side so long as they're mm. playing in a role that they can succeed in. So um, if you haven't got a middle-order batsman that's knocking the door down, maybe you take the gloves off Carey, who could be that answer, and then you bring in a, yeah. another talented wicketkeeper and get them playing as much ah. international cricket that way. It could happen. I'm, I don't think they will. I think they'll let... Payne retire and Kerry will get first shot. Yeah, I, be, I think so too. Be simple as that. And if he doesn't screw it up, he'll have the job. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you. In, in all honesty, if I was looking at the pie chart of the probability, that would be yeah very much the the, the majority of it would be that Kerry comes in and just keeps. Yeah. But um, I would be open. I wouldn't have any problem with the other side of things being true because I think that um, well, he still both, hasn't made both, his test debut yet, has he? No, no. But um, Carey, Philippi, and Inglis all look to be very talented batsmen that will probably find a, a fairly mm. – they'll make a good home in international cricket. So yeah. uh, I, I would be – in considering the, the lack of depth Australia's got in its batting ranks mm. at the moment, I would just be really upset to watch a player like Alex uh, – sorry, player like Josh Inglis churning out great scores for Western Australia, not able to get his – foot in the door because Alex Carey was keeping, but then we pick yeah. players that may be not up to scratch in the middle yeah. order because mm, we yeah, see a, Inglis as a wicket keeper. That's the wrong way and don't, to think about And don't it. pick him. But it's, um, you know, Matthew Wade is a guy that took his fortune into his own hands and dropped the gloves yeah. and, uh, and went in exclusively as a batsman. So maybe it might be something that Inglis might have to look at if, if that's the case. It plays down that path that we go Carey and Inglis is on the outside looking in, or Philippi is on the outside looking in and can't make the international sides that they might have to put the gloves away and mm. just play as a batsman they're to both, get that attention. They're both from WA, aren't they? Yes, they're what both they Western do over there? 
They got Rod Marsh. They got they got these two well, guys. Gilchrist is from WA as well. Well, te- oh, no, well technically he, from, from, Lis- South Wales. from Lismore originally. But, but he, yeah, he yeah, fashioned I, his craft. Yeah, in exactly. WA. I always think of him as a WA player. Yeah. Um, might have the reverse. One of those guys might have to, yeah. you know, come out and go to a different state to yeah to force their way in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no matter which way you look at it, there's some very interesting questions posed by this um, this contract list. So it's obviously it's shortened. It is going to provide a lot of intrigue for for players getting in, um, and looking like that it's not going to take a lot for you to get to get ousted, especially when there's only yeah you know 17. If you're looking at so you know someone like a James Pattinson, for example, if he's not yeah. getting the traction he's got, and he's got a guy absolutely killing it in yeah. in domestic land. You know, he could find himself because una- mm. he's unable to crack the, that top side. Could find himself really in a world of hurt when he's trying to, you know, next year getting it because he yeah. just hasn't had the opportunity to. So it's really going to put a lot of emphasis on when you do go and get to play domestic cricket. If you are just on that periphery of the side, you really need to make those domestic chances count because you're not really out there putting your best foot forward at international level. Mm. So when you do get that opportunity, you can't you can't miss it. Yep, stay on your toes, son. And, and I think it's it's going to be good for Australian cricket in the long run. If you've got players having to play at 100% all the time to make sure they're still in that Australian soil, like we've said it for for years yeah. gone by, that it's harder to get out of the Australian side yeah. to get into it at some point. So I don't think anyone was really just cruising, though. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, no. should I actually rock up for this game for New South Wales or should I just phone it in, you know? No, all these guys are, are natural competitors, and they're going to be yeah. wanting to uh, to do their to do their job to the best of their abilities yeah. as often as they can. But uh, I suppose yeah. the competitive environment is yeah, yeah. important. Competition breeds success, as they say. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, looking forward to seeing our twenty one twenty two unfolds, and yeah. especially with a well a T twenty World Cup is the one thing that we haven't won. <laughs> Still so, holding on to that. So we, we need to yeah. need to tick that one off sooner rather than later. Yeah, that'd be great. Knocks him over with pace, real pace, right through the England captain. What a start for the Aussies. Before we leave you this week, we just wanted to spend some time and just share some news of a, of a rather yeah. daunting ordeal that one well, of our ex-cricketers have gone through. It's very hard not to take this in a light-hearted manner, but really, when you really think about it, it's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, like, so... Stewie McGill was kidnapped. Um, from what I read of the article, he was kidnapped while in the north north shore of Sydney, which you're just not expecting for that to happen in that yeah, area. It's, held it's, at gunpoint and at hostage for, for several hours before yeah. being released. This was on the 14th of April. They, they drove him out to a property in the west of Sydney and held him for several hours and beat him up a bit, I think. Um, from what I saw, and then I guess they let him go. I don't know why. Um, I, be- I believe leading up, the reason this has made the news, because we wasn't um, in the news at the time, it made the news because the police made uh, separate raids on Stuart McGill's captors and arrested them. So yeah. like that was that's how it became prominent to the yeah. Australian public. We weren't sort of, you know, there wasn't sort of a breaking news and, you know, rolling mm. helicopters through the... Out, you know, the inner west of Sydney trying to find him with like, you know, Stuart McGill's gone missing. This is obviously he's been capped, been kidnapped, been held hostage, been let go, and then 
the police investigation has commenced and, and then they've you now got an arrest of the guys yeah. uh, and then it's come to the public forum. Like just, it's yeah, variety of ages. Uh, apparently, allegedly, one of them was known to Stewie. So, yeah, that's such a weird and scary thing to happen to a... A international cricketer. The uh, the poor bloke has definitely earned his wines. Yeah. This yeah. week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, just a shout out from Two Soups and a Gully. If you ever uh, uh, listening, Stuart, hope well, glad you're okay. Yeah. Um, just can't imagine the ordeal that you've gone through. So I uh, hope everything's above board. Hopefully, you got through that relatively unscarred. And uh, yeah. have a couple on us, mate, because yeah. uh, that's that's nuts. Be- be careful out there. It's it's rough in the North Shore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just... trying not to take this lighthearted, but, but it it is. I mean, it is good to know that he's okay. It is good. We would not be joking if we didn't. Do you think? Do you think that these yeah. guys are maybe just a little bit uneducated, and they are, they kidnapped him, believing it was Shane Warne? Well, and then as soon as they figured out that it wasn't Shane Warne, they let him go? Well, I found out he can't bowl the flipper. Like, <laughs> sitting there going, but I can turn the leg break more than Warney ever did. Yeah, nah, no flipper, you're no good uh, to us, mate. <laughs> out you get, slow down, push him out of the car, tucks and rolls. And, <laughs> I'll get you for this! Shaking his fist. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's that's probably enough. That, that's our that's our one one joke at his expense. Right. Um, that'll do us for this episode. Um, yeah, some serious stuff going on. As much as we like to make light of Stu McGill and mm. and everything, but uh, that's the it's a it's a big ordeal. The IPL is a massive ordeal. Like I said, it's um, plenty of cricket news, and unfortunately, not a lot of it has to do with what's happened. On the field, um, yeah, I took a little bit of interest in the IPL uh, this season because I thought oh, better try him in. You know, give it a go. Prominent Aussies in it. The time schedule doesn't really suit me all that well, so I didn't get to see lots of games. But of the cricket I saw, there was some very entertaining cricket. So mm. um, it's a it's a massive shame that the uh, the IPL has been postponed. It's a it's a massive shame because of the, the poor people of India, what they're going through at the moment, yeah. and. Um, and then yeah, so it's it's such a shame that cricket has been in the news so much, and it's just for the wrong bit, reasons. Well, not necessarily reasons that are cricket's fault, but it's just it's ne- it's not a lot of stuff about how good things are going in cricket. It's just other other factors in it that's uh, involved in cricket that is just meaning that it's it's in the news and it's not for the right reasons. Mm. Uh, so all hoping that turns around in the next you know, few weeks and months. It's not and cricket's fault, damn it. It's not cricket's fault. <laughs> um, yeah, hoping everything turns around in the next few weeks and months and things start to get to a bit more normalcy and we can see some entertaining cricket back on the field. Yeah. Um, hoping all of the uh, Australians that are now, uh, uh, not just the cricketers, but all the Australians that are stuck in India manage to find a way to get back safe and sound. Yeah. Um, and then the whole situation. Um, 15th of May can't come soon enough. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and, and then on the other side of things, yeah, like, uh, hoping that uh, our attempt at creating a more competitive environment means that we might see some more competitive results from the Australians on the field because yeah. we have a very big year of cricket coming up and mm. we here at Two Slips of Cali cannot wait. Bring back the early 2000s form. Come on. Come on. <laughs> well, Marnus is well on his way to becoming the next Ponting. He has been scoring runs for fun. Yeah. That'll do us for another week. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, we should be all hands 
back on deck yeah. pretty soon. Get Gary back. Get Gary back. As long as none of us go down with anything. It's been a little mm. bit disjointed. Yep. But uh, no, it's been going good. We go good. We'll right. get there. Plenty of stuff to talk about. Lots of good things coming your way. So uh, stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed. And bye for now. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.